boys uh, and girls listening to the Brunch Breakdown. Because I'm saying boys and girls. Usually I just say you guys, boys. But we have another listener of the Brunch Breakdown. Taylor Swift is a listener of the Brunch Breakdown. I don't know if you guys saw her social media, but it just so happened the day after we recorded this podcast, like not recorded, the day after we it dropped, Taylor Swift is talking about Girl in Red and her entire album and telling everybody to go check it out. Nobody was talking about Girl in Red before us. It's Taylor Swift sure. did it. She listens to the Brunch Breakdown. So thank you, Taylor, for listening. She, I think we, I probably put her on an early sounds of brunch. She probably saw the tag, went back, saw brunch breakdown, thought, well, what do we got over here? The nation's first and only cross country entertainment and pop culture podcast. I've got to listen to this. I'm on it. And she did. And she's been secretly listening ever since. And boom, there you go. She heard the last sounds of brunch and girl in red and now that album came out and it is ridiculously good and you know all we're asking for is a little tag on that taylor well at brunch breakdown and not a whole lot else we need there but appreciate her listening no we don't need it now i so i don't check the <laughs> i don't look at the analytics i couldn't tell you how many people listen to this i just assume it's hundreds of thousands if not millions so Correct. we know that we have lots of celebrity listeners that are tuning in um, you know, to, to hear about the trends, what's happening, what's out there, what should you be doing and saying on the internet? What shouldn't you be doing and saying on the internet? What food should you or should you not be eating? Uh, this podcast's reach knows no bounds. So it's not really surprising to me that Taylor Swift uh, is a listener. I pretty much assume that. Um, but, you know, if, if, if you're out there uh, and, and your clout score is high, uh, celebrities, let us know. Uh, we'd be happy to to feature you, mention you on here. Uh, we'd be happy to plug what you're doing. Uh, this podcast predicts the future. Uh, so, you know, should you want to set up some type of discount code with us, we could maybe speak some good things into existence for you. Just, just something to think about. Think about, you know, there's no rush, there's no deadline on this, but uh, take a look at Taylor Swift, what's going on there. And um, you're welcome. Big shouts to Taylor. That's true. This podcast does tell the future and in weird and bizarre ways that if you've been along for us with the, on the journey, on the ride, you know, you know that, you know that. So bring it home, bring it here. We're ready for you. Taylor Swift. (laughs) We're inviting you to brunch. We want you to come. We want you to hang out with us. So join us. You don't have to be a ghost listener anymore. I mean, just come show up (laughs) for brunch. (laughs) Got a seat at the table ready for you anytime. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, let's go. Welcome to the brunch breakdown. Today, we got a fun one. We got a fun one. We're going to be talking about the NFL draft, but not really anything that has to do with football. We're just going to be talking about NFL draft coverage and all the things that we saw and we uh, thought were interesting. So, we're going to talk about that. We got songs that could wake you up based off of a TikTok that Chris sent us that I think is hysterical. I watched it like 20 times. Man, TikTok <laughs> is addicting, man. The looping is insane. Um, we're also going to be doing another round, a very big round of Brunch Court. I'm very excited for you guys to know what Dan's got in his head and what we're listening to, which I'm already telling you guys right now. All my picks are from DJ Khaled's album. So wow, <laughs> there's a spoiler alert from <laughs> what, we're, what we're listening to here in a little bit. But uh, boys, we always get this thing started with Bruise Day. So let's do it. Chris, what are you sipping on, man? Yeah, I'm, uh, 
I'm, I'm excited to announce something over here. I've been the, uh, the recipient, uh, finally of a beer care package. Um, not from Tyler who's been brought up in. Oh, multiple I thought episodes. that's where you're going with it. it was too. <laughs> no, he still hasn't responded to my last text. So waiting too on insulted that. by the basic, um, basic response. <laughs> yeah. It's been like a week and a half and there's been no response, but a good friend, loyal listener, of the podcast, uh, our friend Ryan Johnson uh, out in Cleveland, Ohio, felt so bad for me because I'm dieting and only drinking sub 100 calorie beers. Uh, I think it's a combination of felt bad for me, but also was ashamed to be my friend because of well, the type of beer that I've been drinking lately um, that he sent me a few to try. And the one that fits the low calorie kick that I'm on, which is only for one more week, is Great Lakes Crushworthy. Mm. Okay. 105 calories. So it's above hundred, but I think five calories is um, like one gram of carbohydrates. Not too bad if that's what we're adding to uh, the, the, the whole situation here. So to, to trip up the stairs, that's, that's all it is. You work exactly. it off in a trip. <laughs> Hold the baby, go upstairs. You got that worked up. And I'll tell you what, the name is Crushworthy. Ryan said it is, uh, in fact, Crushworthy. And uh, yeah, I could crush this. I could crush this pretty easily. That's tasty, man. Kind of like a orange, lemony, citrus deal going on. It's not bad. It's It's got to be the best I've had so far. I mean, it's better, <laughs> better than all the other ones I've had for sure. Um, this is the first taste I've had of it. 4% alcohol, 105 calories. Yeah, it's got a little, it's got a little lemon peelish zing to it. Um, yeah, I'm curious of like what that's actually, what type of beer that actually is, because you're almost describing it like you did the Blue Moon, and I wonder is it similar to that kind of weedy, or is it cleaner than that? It's a citrus wheat, yeah. So it's a little, okay. it's a little weedy. Um, it's it's probably got a little more of a weedy feel and taste to it than than the Blue Moon did. But, you know, some of these low calorie beers, they, they almost border on the line of, uh, like making you wonder if they're a seltzer, you know what I mean? Because they're so, so, so light, uh, and bubbly, but, um, yeah, this one, this one, you feel like you're actually drinking a beer, which, Hey, Ryan, man, I appreciate it. Thank you. This has been the best bruise day I've had in a month and a half. So I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, guys, since we're recording this on Cinco de Mayo, you'll be getting this day after. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my new favorite Mexican beer, guys. This is my new favorite. I had this on the brunch breakdown a couple months ago, but I have a new favorite and it's just it's been in my house ever since. Trejo's Cerveza. I am obsessed with this. It is my absolute favorite. And I mean, I love Trejo's tacos in Los Angeles and Danny Trejo does it with this beer that you can't get a lot of places unless somebody can tell me you can, but like, I know it's not all the grocery stores. It's really only at Whole Foods, which is super weird for this beer to only be at Whole Foods, but whatever. It's super good. And I just absolutely love it. And it's my new favorite Mexican beer. So if you see that Trejo Cerveza, grab it up. Happy um, day after Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Yeah. How about that? That's that's appropriate. I was thinking about that today for for my beer selection, and I was scrummaging around for a Pacifico, and I unfortunately don't have one in the home yet. It's we're not quite there. That's usually post Memorial Day for me or that weekend. Oh, love me some Pacifico, but 
But Dan, have- hold on. Before you get to your, tell us what you're sipping on. <laughs> tell us where they can find the brunch breakdown. I'm glad you caught that. I'm glad you caught that. Uh, absolutely. You can find the brunch breakdown anywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Chris is shaking his head. I can't wait just, to just go to Taylor Swift's Twitter feed. You'll find us. Apparently, just go to add Taylor Swift. Yeah, link in bio. It's the us. <laughs> link in bio there. Uh, episodes coming to you every Thursday. Don't forget, we're every Thursday now. Uh, full video episodes on our YouTube and our Facebook pages. Also on Thursday, those premiere at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Also available on demand anytime you'd like. Of course, you can find us on social media at Brunch Breakdown. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, and find our good buddy Legend Status over at his podcast, The Legend Status Pod, uh, as well. But find us there. Find us everywhere. Find us at T Swift. <laughs> nice. Now, Dan, what are you sipping on? Now, uh, great to be back at the Bruise Day table with you, gentlemen, here today after a week off for me last week from the alcohol for other reasons. But I've got a pretty spectacular beer for the comeback here today from uh, a brewery in Western Pennsylvania, Voodoo. I don't actually know if I've featured Voodoo before. I don't know if maybe if Chris, you did or not, but I've got one of their best here. And for a long time, it's always been hard to find. It's getting distributed a little bit more now. This is a Berliner style Visa lacto cooler. And if you are watching right now on YouTube or Facebook, you can see this badass can that, yes, you recognize that guy from uh, Ghostbusters. That's the green. That's what this is all based off of. And it's shiny. It's glittery. They have a whole series of these lacto coolers, uh, blue, red, purple, I think, all with the different names. But this beer is wild. It is very sour. So for fans, you know, that aren't a big, big sour beer people, this is not for you. This is, this is a puckery beer. All right. This will make you pucker up real tight. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, it's lime. That's where you get the green, the, the green. I, I wish I, I should have poured this out into a, a glass. Cause it is bright lime green, the beer itself too. Uh, but you get that lime flavor and it's somewhat creamy as well. So it makes that different from a lot of other lime flavored beers or even just Berliner Weisses in general. It kind of has that creaminess on the back end of it to make it really unique and really kind of just like, wow, what am I drinking here? This is liquid green gold, if you will. So the Lacto Cooler, part of an incredible series from Voodoo Brewing Company in Pennsylvania. Happy to be enjoying this one on a Cinco de Mayo. I'm almost like picturing key lime pie as you describe that. Is it at all like that type of taste? That's kind of tangy, but there's like cream yeah, on it. Yeah, you know what? That's pro- that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair because if you have ever had like real homemade key lime pie that's done correctly, you know, it's pretty tart Yeah, from those limes. You're right. It is. It's not, it, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a kick to it. And that's why you have the cool whip, you know, to kind of balance it out. This doesn't have so much of the, uh, you know, the the gram or the vanilla that you get from a key lime pie, but it's got that similar type of uh, flavor and feel that you get from a, a sour lime tart type of uh, type of flavor profile. Nice. And that can that- art. Man, how much to like? 
It's beautiful. The, the lengths that pe- that they're going now with the can art is unbelievable. It almost I makes know. me wonder, like, what's the cost of producing the can art alone? It's cra- like that's crazy. Because yeah, this label yeah goes all the way around. It's it's amazing. This is a keeper. This can's a keeper, and I can't wait. I got to get my hands on the other ones as well that are in the different color and different taste variations because it's you know made based after like a Kool Aid. That the the lacto cooler, the the Kool Aid. It's all kind of based on that and. You know, just a little extra sour, a little more alcohol. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Chris took the words right out of my mouth. I was just like, how, how do you produce that? Like how, like how much does it cost more on top? I don't, man, yeah. like yeah. how much was that? Do you know? This wasn't uh yeah, I think I got a four pack for, it was under 20 bucks. I want to say it might've been 1850 or $19 for this. So not bad because there's some other ones that I spend way wow. more than that on. And the label isn't in the can art. Isn't nearly as badass that's, as this. That's for sure. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. We're going to have to throw that up on uh on social media. I'm behind on the bruise day posts. Got to get back. Got to get back on it. Get back on it. <laughs> All right. Well, boys, uh, it's time to get random topics off of our chest. I have no idea what you guys are going to say. You guys have no idea what I'm going to say. So let's get it started right now. Uh, I'm going to get this off my chest because guys, I came in here hot. You're ready. Hot. <laughs> hot. And I'm ready. Here we go, guys. Got to get this off my chest. Um, if you are a parent who takes your kid to daycare with a runny nose or sick, <laughs> you're trash. Legit. <laughs> like, you're trash. You're absolutely terrible. I hate you. I absolutely hate you. And I'm not talking about the parents who literally have no choice. All right? Maybe you work in food service. You do something. You have no choice. You have no babysitters. Fine. I will take that. But to all you people out there like me and my wife, like Chris and his, like Dan's home most of the time, you have no excuse. You just have to, like, if your kid has a runny nose or something, you just have to just, you know, you just have to take the hit. Your day's going to suck. You guys are going to be super busy. That's what it is. Because we just put Sersha in daycare. Two days. Two days. She's sick as a fucking dog. two days mad sick i absolutely hate this and i can't believe that somebody would do this it literally says on the door that you can't open because of covid they have to ring the doorbell see you and they like basically throw your kid outside like jazzy jeff on the fresh prince (laughs) and like it says on the door if you have any of these things please do not come in here don't come near here right and somebody did my daughter got sick and I'm sure some other kids got sick too. And it is absolutely ridiculous. Cause we were like, Oh, should we just like take her? And I'm like, no, she's the poster on the door right now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> if you have a kid and you bring the daycare with runny nose, stuffy nose, especially during COVID, I hate you. Cause like my whole house is probably going to be sick by the week. Like no question. Yeah. Everyone's probably going to be sick by the weekend. So any parent who does that, you're trash. I hate you. Don't talk to me. That that's it, man. Like the, 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 the key to that is especially now during COVID like, and moving forward, Uh, like you said, I get it. If, if you have no other options, I get it. But like the way our daycare is now, you, if your kid shows up and they scan a fever, like they scan the temperature of every kid that goes in there. And if you have a fever, you get turned away. So like, that that's a big thing that parents have to deal with. So if like, you don't have another option, you're going to have to take the day off, which is tough, but like, it's to protect everybody that's in there. This is perfect timing because my daughter is sick as a dog right now because another kid showed up and a cough got all through and all of them are now sick. And guess what we did? My daughter 
was home today because we don't want to be the parents that constantly cause problems for other families. But like, unfortunately, and we've learned this throughout this past year, not everybody is as concerned with other people's well-being along with their own. And then you run into situations like that. Yeah, Didi, um, you're going to develop, you're going to redevelop all the antibodies that uh, Sersha is also developing. The first six months of daycare are rough. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane to me because like you are both saying like now more than ever, this should be not happening. Um, Yes, this is a regular thing. I'm sure that people have dealt with for a long time and it's still very frustrating, but now more than ever, like what, are you doing these places should be clean no outsiders allowed in only babies that are safe and healthy and it's still just rolling around in there coming in coming out obviously nobody gives a damn that's uh, i can't even imagine how frustrating that's got to be right now dude it's so frustrating to the point because the links they go to to make sure that everything is like overly safe like she has a pair of shoes that she leaves at daycare and then changes those shoes to leave Wow. So like you literally don't have the same shoes on when you go in and when you go out, like that's the link of, of the things. There's a wall of shoes. All the kids that go to the daycare, there's a wall of them. That's the shoes that they wear at school. It's, it's ridiculous. And then it's like, somebody's like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna let my kid come in with a runny nose or cough or whatever. And like screws up the whole situation. No problems with daycare. She loved daycare, all the things for the two days that we did it. Now she's home. So freaking great. Had to get that off my chest. And I just, I, I hate you, whoever did this. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, and <laughs> this is going to be a really weird way to start mine off, <laughs> but this is going to come off like somewhat like I'm discriminating against people. But here we go. Let's go. All right. (laughs) This is going to come off somewhat discriminatory, but hear me out. Uh, The state of Pennsylvania, where Dan and I live, recently announced that uh, everything is opening restriction free on Memorial Day. Okay, and also said once we get to 70 percent of Pennsylvanians that have been fully vaccinated, the mask mandate will be gone. What this did was led to everybody once again tweeting an opinion and facts that they think are facts are maybe facts or are definitely not facts uh to each other to the point where like media personalities people that are considered influencers in our city are like quote tweeting random citizens and yelling at them and starting fights that they want to with people they want to start fights with and i'm just like sitting back watching all this happen. But here's here's where this might sound a little controversial. Um, I think the, the beauty of our country, everybody is allowed to have their own thoughts and feelings, right? About wh- whatever you want. Um, I don't think that everybody should have the right to publish those thoughts and or feelings on the internet. <laughs> I don't think... You said like Mark Zuckerberg this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that it was ever intended for the human race to have the ability to publish 
whatever they think on the internet for potentially thousands or millions of people to see or read. We mentioned TikTok earlier. You can make a TikTok video and enough enough people like it, regardless of the information that you're saying in it, it will go viral and then people will believe it as gospel. It's a little bit ridiculous. Same thing happens on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. People have things that they cling to. They put it out there on social media and they say, well, I'm right because of this thing. And it doesn't matter whether that thing is actually true or not. We dig our heels in and we try and drum up support and interest with other people that believe in the same stupid things that you believe in. Here's my thing. Like, I believe that I am qualified to publish information on the internet about really two things, (laughs) health and fitness and sports. I feel like I am pretty well-versed in those two areas to publish information on the internet. I want to make sure we're centered in on that. Like you're publishing every time you hit tweet, you're publishing information on the internet. Um, And that's it. I don't think I'm really qualified to tweet about anything else. So like, I'm not out there giving my piece on vaccine legislation because it doesn't seem like I would be offering a lot of quality feedback to people. And I think we all kind of need to, get in our lanes a little bit more and just understand what your wheelhouse is and like where you have some credibility, maybe stay away and like let doctors talk about this stuff. I don't know. It's, it's a little bit much for me. And one of my biggest things that I'm excited for is when this is all over, <laughs> hopefully all of these takes on social media will be too. So that's what I had to get off my chest today. Beautiful. Very <laughs> timely too. Very timely. Today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. I think what social media has done more than anything is really made us realize how many stupid people there are in the world that they just kept those opinions to themselves previously. And now it's, it's all out there. It's all out there for everybody to see. Chris, I think what we need uh, based on your platform is uh, our good friend Clippy to make a return from uh, Microsoft <laughs> office. And he's on every social media platform. And when you use a term or phrase of something that you didn't get somehow approved to publish about <laughs> like if like, it's a word it you've never like tweeted before yeah it looks like you're about to tweet about vaccines i don't think you're supposed to do this and that would be clippy <laughs> and he'd be like maybe you should talk about the Steeler Steelers offensive line troubles instead and then have a recommendation yeah, okay yeah. you know what clippy you're right you're right my bad my bad so maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe like that's that. the forward thinking approach moving forward <laughs> Yeah, I like that a lot because it should be because, you know, they have the fact checker like gray box that comes up over top of something before you click on it. And they're like, ah, yeah. oh, this seems like it's fake. It should come up for you just like that and just say, <laughs> these are the things you should talk about. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. We Try know your history. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like Twitter knows me more better than I know myself. Like over the past 11 years that I've been putting my life on on Twitter. They know the things yeah. that I know yeah. I'm supposed to talk about. They're like, you're talk about K-pop? You should talk about K-pop, not vaccines. That's what you should talk about. <laughs> so I'm like, I hear you. That is- retweet- you're retweeting a center. Did you mean to retweet Adam Schefter? <laughs> <laughs> I love these ideas. And, and I'm glad you guys are with me. Like I said, I, I whatever your thoughts, feelings, or opinions are on this stuff, you're obviously, you're allowed to have them. But like, maybe we shouldn't be able to all publish them on the internet. Just something to think about. Some people don't deserve the internet. It's just- There it is. There's the campaign. Some people don't deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Dan, get it off your chest. Uh, Boys, today, what I want to get off my chest is that I miss driving in strangers' cars. 
I do. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. You'll understand here very momentarily. I miss driving in strangers' cars. You heard that right. I miss getting in a Lyft and getting in an Uber. I do. Not having to worry about a designated driver, not having to worry about parking anywhere, paying for parking, asking for that aux cord, that great, great question you ask every time. No like real responsibility when you're in somebody else's car. Splitting the cost three, four ways, whatever it may be, instead of one person just paying for the gas. And since we're adults, we don't ask people to chip in for gas anymore. Uh, being dropped off right at the door, being picked up right at your door. These were amazing times and amazing memories. And they just got taken away from us. It really did. Now, you could still get in an Uber or a Lyft over the past 12 months, but not the most recommended thing in the world to do. You know, you miss on some of those key memories. Like when you have masks on in a, in a car, in an Uber or a Lyft, you lose out on that nonverbal communication you have with your friends about like how weird the driver is or like, why is he taking us this way without actually verbalizing? When you've got half your face covered up, that all goes away. It becomes so much tougher. Um, and being in a closed off vehicle with a stranger who else has been in this vehicle today in the last hour sharing, oh, well, I've got water bottles and snacks for you. And no, thanks. Not anymore. Appreciate that though. It's not going to affect the tip in any way. So now that things are, Chris, you just mentioned Pennsylvania opening back up Memorial Day. We're not that far away from losing masks. Hopefully I'm looking forward to getting back in strangers' cars again. I really am. Looking forward to get back in an Uber, looking forward to get back in a Lyft and be able to travel out the world with, with no responsibility and usually very bizarre stories that we tell for a long, long time. So that's what I was going to get on my chest today. That's right, wow. everybody. Redownload the Uber app. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's like, do you guys have are your apps on your phone the same way mine are? Like when you don't use them, they just go to like the cloud. Yeah. And then when you click on it, well, I accidentally yeah. clicked on Uber or Lyft, one of the two, like a couple of weeks ago. And it was like, oh, re-downloading the app for you. I was like, it's been that long? <laughs> like, oh, my God. I haven't used Uber. Like, and it's just so crazy. Like, Uber and Lyft. I'm in U multiple Uber and Lyfts a week or, you know, a weekend or whatever. And you're like, how many times I've used that app over the past, like, I don't know, seven, eight years or whatever? Yeah. And I haven't used it one time since March. Not one time. That's, it's wild. But yeah, you scared me there a little bit at the beginning. I didn't know where the hell you were going, but yeah, it all was, made sense at the end. That was strange to start, but and yeah. I and then like once I got it, it felt like you were reading us a poem. Like a that was yeah. it like yeah. got, it went from like weird to beautiful. I, that was yeah. crazy. Cadence. It was I a love a real, letter. Yeah, the cadence was was you know just perfect for that for that little soliloquy of missing Lyft and Ubers. I, I I'm excited to get back in into them again. I am. Well, let's get into the main course now, guys, and talk about the NFL draft. It had a lot of different things going on in it. These weird socially distant, well, it really wasn't that socially distant. I guess the players were socially distant because <laughs> they were all in their own little pods with their families and stuff. But um, yeah, NFL draft thoughts, guys. I know I have a lot. Chris, you brought this up, so I'll let you go. Uh, sure. I'll start with this. Uh, so it was held in Cleveland Yes. and, um, 
Cleveland in 2021 looks like Pittsburgh in 1972. Did you guys? <laughs> <laughs> like, Can we played a clip from Joaquim, Joaquim <laughs> Nello, please. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see like the gloom that just hung over the city up until the third day when like nobody was watching anymore, but um, it was like this big in-person event and like a showcase for Cleveland. And like, I don't know, it just felt so classic Cleveland that like their big event was covered by fog and clouds. (laughs) Dude, I'm with you. I was embarrassed for Cleveland too, because when I turned on draft coverage, I was like, wait, it's, it's raining. Why the hell are people outside watching the draft on TV in the rain? Right. Because it's not like this was the, because the scene did not look like Nashville did. Because that's no. what all the, that's the bar of all these drafts <laughs> in different cities now is Nashville. Like what it looked like there. And it was an insane party outside the street. But Cleveland might make the NFL say, you know what? Let's just go back to Radio City Music Hall and just, <laughs> and just forget all this again. Because I was like, this does not look fun or interesting or anything. This looks terrible. Yeah. I think if you're like north of the Mason Dixon line, you shouldn't be allowed to host the draft in no. April. Yeah. In if April. you can't host the Super Bowl, you can't host the draft. <laughs> New rule. <laughs> I like it. New rule. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a rough scene there looking in, in Cleveland. It was wild to see that many people together and around each other and vaccinated people. Everybody had their stickers and everything like that. But you know, that was cool. A lot of people tuned in what it broke the record. 12 and a half million people watched round one. Uh, it was up over, I think 11% from the previous year. So a lot of people were ready for it, especially the one thing I thought was cool. I did. It was kind of weird, but kind of cool was, Roger Goodell's chair that he did the draft from last year in his basement was up on stage and they brought a fan from each team. <laughs> now that part, I don't know if that was the best idea. Cause that started to get a little bit weird, but the fact that he had his chair there from when he did the draft last year, I was like, okay, they're having a little bit of fun with this. This is, this is good. Let's not to get too stiff here. Uh, so like, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hated the chair so much. The minute they were like, they did like a close-up shot at the beginning and they were like, we've got the same chair that Roger Goodell sat in last year. I was like, who, who, who going into this draft was like wanting to recreate anything that happened during last year's draft? Apparently a lot of people because Bill Belichick had his dog. Yeah. Like I, I, I was like, we're doing callbacks to the, the weirdest draft for the <laughs> pandemic. Like, uh, I was happy with him because last year, what what the, yeah, he did the, the two C slide, the Drake song. Uh, mm-hmm. Roger Goodell did that. He didn't do that this year. Hmm. So that was a good thing. That was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. didn't get him doing the ski challenge. Happy about that. But I, I want to go back to something Didi said. Um, fans that attend the draft. Uh, <laughs> We're not the same. <laughs> we're, we're not like, I can't, I, I can't wrap my mind or even the first round in good weather. I can't wrap my mind around showing up to, I mean, by all chance, you're going to be super far away. Like they have, okay, so we, we should approach this in two, in two phases. Let's start with the fans way, way back, which are like the average common NFL fan. I get that you love your NFL team, 
but like to sh- to go, especially if you're not from Cleveland, to go to travel to Cleveland. One, that's an issue. To travel to Cleveland, mm-hmm. to stand in the rain or not stand in the rain, and watch your NFL team not play football from a thousand feet. I don't get it. Like I don't get that. That just doesn't seem attractive to me at all. No, just no, I can't imagine. Like, and they were showing all the bars in Cleveland that had the draft on. It's cool if you have the draft on, but I don't want to listen to Roger Goodell all night or any of those. I don't want to hear Mel Kiper when I'm out at the bar. Like you can have it on the screens, but I want something else playing. I, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I, I don't. I want to know like what's really going on between picks there because when you're watching it on TV, you're watching it at home. Yeah, you're getting Mel Kiper, you're getting analysis, you're getting highlights, breakdown. What's the next team going to do? Whatever. If you got a bar, whatever. Yeah, like, like you said, that part doesn't doesn't matter. You're just listening for the picks, and you've got conversation going on between. But when you're there. When you're there, what are you doing between all this thing takes a long time, like a really, really long time. And the one part that I could pick up on is that they had that, what sounded like a cover band playing these old rock songs. Like that was the worst. Oh yeah. Like, could this not be any further removed from the generation of players that oh. are being drafted? Like, I don't give a damn if it's in the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That doesn't matter. Okay, think about the target audience here. And you're trying to, like, connect with these players. And you're, like, playing this old-school Bon Jovi music from, like, some <laughs> cover band in Cleveland who's not very good. Like, what? Like, and you're there listening to that between picks. How is that enjoyable for literally anybody? Yeah. Like Jay-Z is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. I know he's on the ballot. It's like we're, we're generations removed with the music they were playing. I, I, like, I got what they were trying to do, but I'm like, guys, yeah. someone in the room, someone, why? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. God. That band was awful. Um. <laughs> And then, okay, so the second phase of this fan discussion is the fans that actually, like, are up front that either, like, won a contest or know somebody and got to, like, sit front row for it. Uh, I I hate those people so much. <laughs> I, like, I hated all of them so much, especially, like, more so after the first round because right. – when we're in the sixth round and the Oakland Raiders select Jimmy Morrissey center from university of Pittsburgh and Oakland Raider fans are losing their shit. You have never, you've never heard of this guy before in your life. It made me so, I don't know why, but the longer it went on, the more it made me angry that these people were acting like their team scored a touchdown for drafting a guy they never heard of. Yeah, because they've never heard of him, and they say the name first. It's not even like I can get excited about being a, get excited about being over the position, right? A position player, like, damn, finally we needed a running back. We finally got one. Whatever you don't know this guy's name, you're at least happy there's a running back taken. Half and happy there's an offensive lineman taken. But you hear the guy's name, and you're freaking out over like Jimmy. That's it. You're like already <laughs> mid freak out right there. You've certainly never heard of the name. The position gets told after the name, like, get get the hell out of here. This is just, a, it's not a TV show for you 
to get your ugly face on TV with your face paint or whatever it is. It just makes no sense. I don't get those people either. Dude, people were so amped. Like 49ers fans were so amped about Trey Lance. Trey Lance has been seen so little that ESPN had to play North Dakota State football games for all weekend long just so people saw him. Because I'm like, they weren't low about doing that. I was like, I know what you're doing here. But that just shows you, like, people are so excited and all the analysts are like, Trey Lance, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no one's seen this dude play. Like, no one's watching North Dakota State play anyone. Like, no one. We're not watching them play Alabama. We're not watching them play anybody. doesn't matter who they play. So your guess is, like, your guess is as good as mine with all these guys. And every offensive lineman that gets taken, I didn't know this dude. Yeah, right. I, I, didn't, I didn't know this dude. Like, it's one thing if, like, you follow a college team and, like, you're, you have the one offensive lineman that's super good, then you know him. If you don't, you don't know him. You just don't. <laughs> I, I, I just look at I don't, it's just I don't I just don't understand it. I don't, the draft just bugs me because I just don't understand why anybody goes there like it's a party. It's not a party. It's not. It's just not a party. It's not a party for you. It's a party for the players, I guess, that are there. I, weird thing. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, and the last one I have on my list of just a million things that pissed me off about this draft. <laughs> um, for the coverage, I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. I'm certain I've said it to you two individually in some form or fashion. But like suits with sneakers have to stop. It doesn't work. Like I, Todd McShay, I don't want to see you in a nice like $700 suit and Sambas. Okay. I, it doesn't, it, it doesn't work. We have to stop doing suits and sneakers. I get like that. It's probably obviously the more comfortable option. And like, if you're on sports center at the desk behind the desk and no one can see your feet, that's great. But like they were having these guys sit in chairs with nothing in front of them. You could see the entire ensemble and you just, you're like, 95% class, and then you finish it off with trash. It looks terrible. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yep. There's ways to do it, but not the way they do it. Like they're wearing like Nike Monarchs. They're wearing like grass cutting shoes with a suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. Right. Right. There are certain ways, and like it's usually better in a more casual. I, I know saying casual suit doesn't make any sense, but when you're wearing a t- ties and sneakers don't go well really <laughs> t- t- together. No put on a blazer, some nice pair of jeans, and then the sneakers and you can pull it off. And I found that weird. I turned into the draft on day three and all of a sudden they're outside and I'm like <laughs> with no desk. I'm like, was this a plea from the city of Cleveland? Like, please get these people outside. It's nice out. <laughs> <laughs> it was like all of a sudden it's just casual, you know, environment rounds four through seven, whatever. We're outside here hanging out. <laughs> the mayor of Cleveland like hit the red button. It was like, get outside. <laughs> Show our city. Yeah, we're not making enough money this weekend. No one took them out from underneath the uh, Sahara tent, the the Coachella Sahara tent there in Cleveland. (laughs) God, what a just uh, a a very weird, weird thing. But uh, where's it next year? Is it back in Vegas? I hope so. It is. I hope so. Yeah, because they had a because. Yeah, they had they had a lot of stuff that I wanted to see. Like they were bringing players out in boats and stuff. So hopefully, oh, COVID's yeah. over. Like, yeah, because there were just a lot of rumors floating around what they were trying to do in Vegas and how they were making it this big spectacle. And I was like, 
excited about seeing what they did and seeing if any boats sank and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so one of those oh, linemen in one of those boats, man. Yeah, dude, <laughs> a big motor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, NFL draft boys, let's get on to our next topic songs that could wake you up, like this TikTok video that Chris sent us this week. That is literally one of the funniest things in the world. This girl's passed out at the bar. And then she hears a song. Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy. Wide awake. Ready to go. And so we are asking you the question and we're asking ourselves the question. What's a song that could wake you up like that girl from that now viral TikTok video? Dan, go. <laughs> I love this topic. And I love <laughs> this video. The girl is literally out. <laughs> Asleep on Old. her feet. Done. <laughs> out cold. The first song that came to mind for me that would make me react that way is a favorite of our of of all three of ours, the wobble. Instantly you hit that, and it's like, okay, let's go. It's time to move. I'm back, baby. I'm back. There's no doubt. You hit those first couple of notes, wobble, and I'm back and I'm live and I'm feeling it. That's the first one that came to mind for me. That's a good one. Uh, for me, the first thing that came to my head as soon as we put this out there, uh, jump on it. That was oh, it. Like, yes, yes. as soon as I do, 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 like done. Like, it's time. It's it's just time. Hit the dance floor. I don't care if I'm at a wedding. I don't care where I am. I don't care if I'm just in the middle of the street and I hear the song playing. I'm I'm, I'm going. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the song that definitely wakes me right up. That's a really good one. Um, one that came to mind for me is a song that in my youth, uh, has made me continue drinking when probably I shouldn't have, um, live your life by TI and Rihanna. Um, (laughs) that, that one has, uh, on occasion continued the party probably longer than it should have. So that came to mind. Yep. Dangerous song right there. Yeah. Really good one. Uh, Another one for me, it's hard to pinpoint a song because it's more so an artist. Um, and I'll list three songs specifically where it's it's a second. It's one second of each of these songs, but our girl, Kesha. You could basically play anything, anything from Kesha. Uh, Die Young, Blow, We Are Who We Are. I mean, you hit a that first note on those songs and forget it. I am awake and more alive than I've ever been in my entire life. Really anything from Kesha, but just to name a few, those are instant jolts to the system for me. (laughs) Oh, my next one. Uh, Yeah. The legend soldier boy. Yes. Uh, Yes. When that beat drops on that song, it's you only have one decision to make you're going straight to the dance floor. You're doing it. Like you're, you're just doing it when that beat drops and it does it. And it's again, like you could be passed out anywhere. Like, I, I don't know why that's not my alarm for my, like on my phone like in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Cause honestly, if I heard that I'm up doing, you know, half asleep. So yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, Kesha was on my list. Uh, so to replace <laughs> Kesha kind of in the similar vein of what Dan said, it's, it's, uh, this one's actually not even a, an individual artist, but like most of the number one hits from the boy band era 
if I'm hearing them out would probably wake me back up. Like if you, if you have a long night and then like magically Backstreet Boys comes on, like I'm probably <laughs> going to find the energy for one more, for one more dance out there. That's probably going to happen. Manufacture that for a little bit of something from no strings attached in sync. Like I'm probably, I probably got it for one more song. So yeah, the boy band era is pretty powerful. Yeah. That's another one of those, like, because all those songs, you know what it is as soon as they start. There's no like looking around like, oh, I think I know. No, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tearing up my heart. You know, when that song starts. Immediately. It's time. Immediately. Yeah. A, a more like new modern age one for me is a song that I became unhealthily obsessed with <laughs> and still am. Uh, the middle, Zed and Marin Morris. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. It is. And I, that is once I hear it, you know that I am I am there for it. I'm on the dance floor, whatever it may be, wherever it may be. Let's go. Uh, I will get down to the middle. And it got so overplayed. And it is a song I never got sick of. And I still am not sick of it. So I love the middle. I, love, I always song. love that song. That's a good song. Yeah, no, it's a, I mean, it's a great song and it's deserved to be overplayed forever and always, but, uh, uh, my last one guys is, uh, Jay-Z and Kanye, uh, in Paris, that song, as soon as it's just, like the theme for me is all these songs just have, you know, as soon as they come on, you're going to start bouncing. And that is, I mean, there's not too many songs better than that one. So yeah, for sure. Wakes me right up. I thought about putting that one on my list, but I kind of knew Didi it would be on your list. Uh, but that Smart. that song in particular saved one of my birthdays. So I love that song, and it has had that that impact for me. Um, I have two more. I'll I'll do them in order here. Uh, one is by Mac Miller, and it was a song that he stopped playing <laughs> because it's called Donald Trump, but. <laughs> When the start of that, when the beginning of that song kicks in, you like, that's another one where if you're a Mac Miller fan, like, you know, the song and then because that music video, they like get real hype in it. It makes me want to get real hype. So that's definitely one. And then the last one, you would never hear this in a bar, but uh, Man Overboard by Blink-182 is literally, if you watch the music video, it's literally a song where they wake up and they're in the middle of a party. So I kind of thought of that one for this discussion as well. I like it. I like it. I have, I have one last one just to round it out too. And it's more so, yeah, this isn't wake me up in the club necessarily, but it's, I will freak out when I hear one note, one single note on the piano. One of the most recognizable single notes in the history of music Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Ah. Without a doubt. Every time, doo, every time, know what it is immediately. And I'll just get all fired up and riled up. I am going to keep this list, uh, gentlemen, together. And I'm going to give it to my DJ at my wedding. And when I see either of you two off the dance floor or schmoozing it up with your wives and whatever's going on, checking out the cookie table. I'm going to have a cue to him to hit up one of these tunes and get you right back on the dance floor. I'll tell you that right now. So thank you for providing this. Well, since you're doing that, the last one, Friday by Rebecca Black. Add that one oh, to yes. your wedding playlist. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, yeah. Because as soon as that. One. Yeah. 
telling you, I don't care who you are. As soon as that comes on, there are a few songs that like, there's like, Call Me Maybe is one of those songs. Like Friday is one of those songs. They're just, I mean, there's those songs that like, you may not listen to any other time than when it you hear it on somewhere else and you're just like who's dancing let's yeah. go yeah. but yeah <laughs> so friday comes on at your wedding i'm i'm on the dance floor maybe by myself list. i'm there it's on the list <laughs> well let's get into brunch court gentlemen dan what is on the menu for brunch court what are we oh, deciding on sir boys we've certainly got some interesting things on the menu to to start here today. And a lot of them are snack related, but we're first going to start with one that's a little bit different. We've talked about Nickelodeon a lot on here recently, what they've done with some sports broadcasts. They did an NFL game. We even talked about them last week about ironically about having slime at the masters or something (laughs) like that. Well, again, fans of the program, fans of the podcast, they heard us. And Rita's and Nickelodeon, you're watching it with us here on YouTube and Facebook, about to see this image here. Rita's and Nickelodeon teaming up for Nickelodeon slime from Rita's famous Italian ice. And you can get it in any of the varieties you see here, or if you're just listening, we've got the Sunday, the gelati, and what I didn't understand that they, I guess, just call ice cream concrete. Uh, that's new. <laughs> so that's different. Uh, but you can get this lime green, neon green slime on any of your favorite treats. That's all the information we have, gentlemen. What are you thinking about here? The Nickelodeon Rita's teaming up here to put slime on any of your fun Rita's dessert treats. So wait, Dan, did you just say or do, do we know the flavor of the slime? No, no, no. Um, Let me see if I, mean, I can find that out while we're going through this. But I don't it, think we, I, I don't I, think we heard. Yeah, I'm gonna guess it's like lime-ish. It looks like it. It kind of reminds me of the beer that you're drinking tonight. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it looks good. Yeah. I, I mean, it does look good. Like this is a lot better than green ketchup. For sure. <laughs> so, you know, I thought about that because it is, it's a sort of a weird, well, weird thing like that. Oh, don't Google, don't Twitter search Rita's slime. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. This is not, this is not what I need. Um, well, while you're doing that, I want to <laughs> tell you guys what, um, what concrete is frozen it's frozen custard but it's made with eggs in addition to the cream and sugar so Mm -hmm. it's ice cream made with eggs with all the other stuff so that's what concrete is okay oh interesting i'm glad you clarified that that because i was i was curious i was like this has to be a thing like you can't just you can't just throw concrete on the thing and be like yep that's what we're calling it i'm like so so it's a bite in ice cream and like die i don't like (laughs) so thankfully i have the answer here um it's marshmallow flavored slime. Hmm. Ah. The green is really just for the visual, but it is a uh, marshmallow flavored. Does that change it in a good way or bad way for either of you? Just seems like they wanted something for Instagram because it because <laughs> uh, marshmallow doesn't taste like anything. With all that, 
you're not going to taste anything other than you know what's there so yeah smart move by them by not making it a gross flavor yeah that uh that just makes me have to reprocess this but i'm kind of with you dd like marshmallow on ice cream is just going to taste like ice cream yeah marshmallow on whipped cream on ice cream (laughs) right like yeah, yeah it really only works for the gelati or just regular Italian ice, I feel like, because you have a difference in texture yeah. along with a difference in flavor with the concrete and the sundae. I feel like it's too, yeah, too much whipped cream and stuff that blends in with it together. But I love it. I love the idea of it. I'm all for anything Nickelodeon right now that they've done. I'll have it with my green lacto cooler and uh, <laughs> call it a day with the slime. But, eh, you know, I mean, even with it being marshmallow, I guess that's a little more disappointing than anything. But I'm still in flavor. Slime me up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm in favor too. Ruling in favor. Nickelodeon slime from Rita's. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm ruling in favor. I, I'm a little disappointed, honestly. I thought it was something more flavorful. But with that said, I still think it works and it looks cool. So yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Let's do it. I love it. We're all in favor of uh, Nickelodeon slime from Rita's. Uh, now we're going to get into more of the snack category here, specifically chips. And Lay's has completely lost their mind um, because Lay's is going to introduce later this year traditional Lay's potato chips with flavors from other chips in their line, other snacks in their line. So we have a Doritos Cool Ranch flavored chip, a Cheetos cheese flavored chip, and a Funyuns onion-flavored wavy chip. So again, for those of you that don't have the visual and are just listening, these are regular Lay's potato chips flavored like Cool Ranch Doritos, flavored like the cheese on Cheetos, and flavored like Funyuns. The Doritos and Cheetos ones are traditional, and the Funyuns one are wavy, but it is a weird mashup of co-branding that they have going on here i can't wait to hear what you guys think about this this wild idea that lays has going on i i really don't see the point of this (laughs) but i'm somebody who loves doritos i love cheetos i i just i don't see the point yeah i um i think this is dumb yeah like and i think it's because these are still snacks like doritos are a different type of chip than lays cheetos i don't even know what cheetos actually are but they're not a chip but it's all snack food it's different when like some of these foods that we review are like you're taking a food and putting it into a completely different genre of food and seeing how it tastes. This reminds me of like the lazy efforts of like whatever cereal mashups we were reviewing where it's all the same company and they're just like, oh, we'll just pour both of them in the box. Like that's what this looks like to me. This is, I'm sure people will buy them, but it seems lazy and it seems pointless. And I don't think anyone was asking for this. Yeah, this is, this is bizarre. It, it really is. And 
like the Cheetos cheese flavored potato chips. How, I mean, is that going to taste any different? Don't they have like cheddar chips already? Is it really going to taste that much different? Is the cheddar cheese dust they use on Cheetos that much different that it's going to taste better in a potato chip form? Probably not. Um, Funyuns are disgusting to begin with. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, these are the wavy chips, so I think they have a slight advantage because of the texture a little bit here because Funyuns are sort of like that Cheetos, that air-puffed uh, type of texture. This is going to maybe give you more flavor than you would if you traditionally eat Funyuns, but just get a sour cream and onion chip. You're going to be way better off than eating Funyun chips. And then Doritos Cool Ranch flavored. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either because the corn chip is such a such a mainstay for Doritos. I don't know if the flavoring enough will make any of these worth a worthwhile purchase. I really don't. This makes no sense. I, I just <laughs> I I don't I just don't understand. Like, are you like are Doritos too abrasive for you? Like, can you not digest a Dorito? So like you need to, you, all you can eat is potato chips. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is there some, is is there some disorder that I don't know about, you know, some phobia that I don't know about that has to do with Doritos because I, or Cheetos, maybe you don't like the shape or Mm. I I don't understand this at all. Why you wouldn't just eat Cheetos. You're eating Cheetos flavored potato chips. You're basically eating flavored, basically eating just a different kind of potato chip. I, I don't get it. Yeah. And this and is the, dumb. I, like on the, I look at the flip side of it and like, who is so passionate about the Lay's potato chip that they need more varieties of Lay's, but they already have like 72 varieties of different Lay's potato chips. I, this is dumb. Yeah. I, I am full. No Lay's get out of here with this. Yeah. No, like I get the inner branding Guilty. of it, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll guilty here as well that this was just too far of a stretch. These will be available later at some point later this year, and they will be available at Target. That's so much we do know. So if you're willing to take a dive and go with the mystery Twizzlers test, which by the way, real quick again, I had another one, still kind of pretty much the same. Maybe a little <laughs> hint of like berry. There's maybe some like ras blueberry thing going on there, but. Still trash, still a trash, still have a pound of those to eat. But uh, yeah, ruling guilty here again. Yeah, I am uh, going to quote Daniel yeah. Dudley and say full no. Yeah, full no. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to another chip. Hey, from our friends at Lay's, uh, oh, this one is going to be out. These are uh, out already for the summer. Lay's summer BLT. <laughs> flavored chips uh, at most major grocery stores already. Um, not the first time they've released it, but this is a little bit different, I guess, this time. So yes, you've got your bacon, lettuce, tomato flavored potato chip. What about this one, guys? Does this one work any better for you from the from the last mashup? First off, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is that your hand? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. Again, why do you <laughs> I knew it. Whoever, every hand you think is, I mean, I'm looking at my hand and that one right now, it's not super far off. This is not my hand though. I promise you that. Okay. 
when you said that in our group text earlier, I was like, Dan went shopping today. <laughs> I can't even begin to imagine what this tastes like. Honestly, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, again, I don't want this. Why are we complicating potato chips? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Lays. I understand we've all been bored during the pandemic. I get it, guys. I get it. We all have time to make up different things. But this is just silly. No one needed a BLT chip. Nobody. Like, part of it excites me with the bacon part, like the bacon chip, because there's strangely not a ton of bacon flavored chips and things like that so that part kind of excites me but like tomato and specifically lettuce (laughs) pretty sure (laughs) you can't replicate that flavor at all (laughs) that's water uh you can't add that in a dust form on a chip so just call it tomato and bacon uh and that doesn't sound attractive at all for those like lunatics that put chips on sandwiches, this is probably right up your rally. You could put these on a BLT and just maybe it's an ultimate BLT. Maybe that's what these are for. This is something I'm willing to try, but I don't think I'll like because I think, I don't know. It scares me a little bit about how some of these flavors will come together and they're, they're really not intended for a chip that's intended for a sandwich. Leave it to the sandwich. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing, uh, I think Taco Bell is to blame for a lot of this stuff. Okay. Because no, no restaurant or food company has done a better job of packaging the same thing up in different ways, better than Taco Bell. Like they (laughs) talk about is the best at that. And like that, that's all this is, but I feel like Taco Bell, they're like, marketing things in catchy ways, get your fourth meal, get a taco box. We'll put it in like a cool looking thing and you go bring it front. And like, it's a cool, it's funny to get it. And now everybody else is trying to do that. And Lay's is just doing way too much guys. Lay's is a name brand because you like have that one regular chip and everybody has it at the summer barbecue when you maybe eat a BLT. This, this just, it's not, it's not necessary. These are not party chips, by the way, because usually you put these out in a bowl. Don't do that because people, you know, just grab chips or whatever because you can tell barbecue versus plain or something like that, perhaps. These kind of look like regular chips. And if you don't have the bag out or a sign, you're running into dangerous territory. So be warned, everybody. Dan would know because he actually bought these and tried that. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to try it because I need to know if there's lettuce in there. (laughs) <laughs> right i need to thing. know how uh, you yeah. do lettuce because otherwise this is a it. tomato basil chip that's what you're eating like yeah. there are tomato basil chips out there already right like that's what in my head that's what that's gonna taste like and i, I don't know but you blame taco bell i blame uh alcohol and just like beer companies and stuff because it seems like alcohol, seltzers, just vodkas, everyone's got crazy flavors. They've been doing it forever. And now potato chips are going in. They're getting their shot. Because That's true. I'm I'm blaming them too. Because potato chips are like, why can't we make birthday cake potato chips? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why is it just for vodka, you know? So right. I, 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 I don't. 
Lays, I, I rule, I am not ruling in favor of this, but I do have to try this to taste for lettuce because then I can yell at Lays on Twitter and make it an afternoon. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm not, I, I'm not ruling in favor, but I'm, I, I got to try just to, just, just to get an idea of what it really tastes like. Yeah. I, I mean, with all of this stuff, I will try it, but that's not the point of brunch court. No. It's whether, Brunch court is here for a reason, just like every other court is here for a reason. It's to protect the people. And this is this is dangerous. So I'm <laughs> ruling against. Against it there. Get okay. it out. It's gone. Um, there is another chip we're not going to feature, but I, it's just another crazy thing that Lay's doing. I know we've got one more to get to before music. Uh, they are doing a, a loaded nacho chip, a wavy loaded nacho chip, which actually might be kind of good. Might be kind of good. That one was also coming out this year, but didn't want to go full chips because this last one is pretty unique. Uh, the good people at Pepperidge Farm have come out with something very different, very unique indeed. Frank's Red Hot Flavored Goldfish. That's right. Frank's Red Hot Flavored Goldfish. Hitting shelves this month. Um there it is right there in front of you if you're watching with us. So these are spicy goldfish for fans of Frank's Red Hot. This might be just for you. Boys, how do you rule with the goldfish? No, there's no one more qualified to speak on this than me. Okay. <laughs> that that um, I will give you. Yes. I I have like my 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 internal pH balance is probably screwed up because I have so much Frank's Red Hot every day. Uh, this is not you they, no 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 this wouldn't it wouldn't even not only just do people not need it it wouldn't taste good oh wow i'm surprised you said that i thought mr frank over there mr frank's red hot you were going to be let's go let's give me give me a spicy snack so i don't have to no. drizzle that expensive liquid over everything no <laughs> jesus no um there are expensive. like <laughs> <laughs> there are other like I could see like maybe spices on the goldfish. Cause you know, like when, when you eat a goldfish, like it has almost like one of the sides, you can taste where the flavors applied to it. You know what I mean? It, it, it's almost like a little bumpy. Cause you could tell there's seasoning on it. Like you could put some other type of spice on here and that would be great. But to, to the flavor of hot sauce, I don't know, man. I I'm, I don't, I don't even want to try this. And I love Frank's red hot. Listen, it's gotta be, if it were the Buffalo flavor of red hot, Mm. I'd be for it. But regular red hot is just not really my jam. Like I don't like the taste of Frank's red hot. It's just not, you know, everyone's got the hot sauce that they choose. They pick at the grocery store or whatever. Frank's regular original red hot is not it for me. Like I don't like it, but I do love the Buffalo wing sauce though. I do love that. So if this were Buffalo wing, red hot goldfish, I'd be in. But this, nah, I'm out. Interesting. I'm surprised to hear that from both of you because hot sauce is not in my bag. I do not like hot (laughs) sauce. I don't like Frank's red hot. I don't need it. So I'm definitely, I don't need to try this. I don't want to try this. I hope they're not good so that they don't stick around. I'm very much against this. I feel like, goldfish got a little lazy here 
And they were just like, let's try to grab a big name brand and partner up when they could have gone a number of different directions, maybe not quite the Lay's direction and done something weird like that. But I think there's other things they could have gone. Could I mean, depending on how, how hot this is, how many of these can you eat? And they're probably like, oh, have it in a, it'll be like Andy from the office where you have them swimming in a, a the pool of blue cheese or ranch or something like that. <laughs> have them go for a nice little swim just to calm down from the spice. But I, no, 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 definitely against this. Like when, when have you eaten goldfish and thought like, you know what would make these better is like if I was sweating. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who's eaten goldfish and thought, you know what makes these goldfish better? Let me go grab the hot sauce out of my kitchen real quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just throw this all over the bowl. I'm going to do this to my daughter better. later. Makes them way better. Yeah. Could throw hot no. sauce all over a goldfish. See how she likes it. Guilty. Guilty. Weird. Get it out of here. <laughs> well, that was brunch court, ladies and gentlemen. We got some good ones. I can't wow. wait to find these and taste test these. And because the live taste test, they just they go over so great. So we'll I need be you guys to step up. Things. I can't. Yeah, especially on that goldfish one. I'm not. That's that's not for me. Yeah, I'll if grab I see some ways, it, but I'm grabbing it. I'm grabbing it. All right, boys. Well, now let's get to what we're listening to this week. Uh, Chris, get us started. What are you listening to, man? Uh, so I took the deep dive and listened to Eternal Boys' new album, uh, which Dan featured a couple songs on our playlist last week from that album. Um, predictably very, very good. Uh, one more song I want to put on the playlist for this week um, is L Word. And I am in a unique position with Eternal Boy um, and their songwriting because uh, it just so happens that Frontman's wife has the same name as my wife and it works out really well to find love songs about a girl named Katie. So I, <laughs> yeah, I love this song L word. Um, and I, I just want to put it on the playlist this week. Uh, I think at some point in the song, he says like, thanks for not leaving me or something. And I feel like that all the time with my wife. So thanks Katie <laughs> for not leaving. Uh, I put the song on the playlist for you this week. Beautiful. Dan, what are you listening to? Go for it. Uh, I haven't listened to this much music in a single week in a long, long time. Let me tell you something. This was the most incredible week in music that I can remember in, seriously, months, years, maybe. The amount of music that really hits me that all hit within a seven-day period was just absolutely insane. So I'm going to try to condense that as much as I can here. But I had to start with my favorite band in the entire world, 21 Pilots, they released their second single, Choker, off their upcoming album, Scaled and Icy, due out May 21st. Getting closer to that, getting very excited to that. By the way, that's two singles. That's enough. The album's less than three weeks out. Please, we don't need any more. It's not that long of an album. Anyways, uh, this song's different, okay? It's simplistic electric keyboard and piano. Then uh, Josh comes in with the drums about halfway through, Great vocals by Tyler. And it sounds a lot like old 21 Pilots. And I don't mean stressed out, old, blurry face, old. I mean older than that, way before that. So if you're not familiar with this sound, this is more of the old school vibe that 21 Pilots used to give. 
Um, you know, it's not, this isn't necessarily a huge radio hit or something like that. His Tyler's rap style and his kind of his cadence is something he hasn't given us quite like this. Yeah. He's rapped in songs in more recent albums, but the cadence in the style is old school and I absolutely love it. So choker by 21 pilots to get it started this week. Nice. Well guys, you know where I'm going. DJ Khaled put out Khaled Khaled this weekend, and I, I I'm upset. DJ Khaled's Instagram account this weekend I couldn't stop watching because it was just video after video after video of him dancing in the middle of the road. I don't know if you guys saw that one, but it's pretty hysterical. <laughs> him like literally getting out of his car in the middle of traffic and almost getting hit by like a VW like buck. It's uh, <laughs> hysterical. But um, first song I'm gonna put on playlist this week. Uh, thankful. Uh, Lil Wayne and Jeremiah and Okay, Jeremiah almost got like almost died of COVID last year. Like in December, he was in the hospital for like weeks. I remember all these people tweeting about it at the time. And I like forgot about it until I'm listening to this song. And I'm telling you, when you think about it, you hear Jeremiah just freaking kill it on this song. You're just like, holy shit, man. He almost died. No wonder he's thankful. It's mm-hmm. an amazing song. Like it's, you talk about a song waking up to makes you feel good that is one of them like jeremiah lil wayne dj khaled of course thankful first song on the playlist nice i did not know that about jeremiah and yeah because of that i'm gonna switch in jeremiah for one of my (laughs) songs uh because i'm a star is like one of my favorite songs of all time and is one of the anthems of like 2000 eight to 2011 for me when I had no money. If, uh, if you want to like get nostalgic about the time where you were like just out of college and were broke, watch that music video because it's hilarious. I'll be balling. I'll be balling. So, uh, yeah, Jeremiah, I'm a star. Happy you're doing okay. Put them on the playlist. Wow. I love that audible right at the line of scrimmage there, right before the hut hut hike. That's, uh, <laughs> that's impressive work. Impressive work. Uh, for me, second song I'm putting on the playlist this week is from an all-female band that Didi and I discovered. It's been, I don't know how many years it's been now. It's been a number of years since we saw them at a, um, at a show in LA on a Monday night, uh, a school night. And they released a single called Don't Freak. The a- I don't even know if I said the name of the band, The Aces. They released a song called Don't Freak. This is a jam let me tell you what uh they just keep getting better and better and better this song bops it's uh they have super catchy guitar riffs the vocals are great the chorus is really catchy Uh, it's a perfect summer song uh it gets stuck in your head for a long long time this is one of their best songs ever and they are still just getting started so don't freak by the aces um I'll tell you what, if you haven't discovered the aces yet and enough times we put them on this playlist, this is your time to do so. So check that one out this week. All right. Uh, my next one, this might be a candidate for song of the summer guys, Justin Bieber, 21 Savage, let it go. This is a candidate guys candidate for song of the summer, Justin Bieber, 21 Savage, let it go. Mm -hmm. I just, I Bieber's never sounded better. I, he's never Seriously. sounded better than he does on this. And it is whew, telling you video coming soon. According to DJ Khaled's Instagram account. Another one. 
That one might be my favorite. If you guys want to know uh, what, what it, DJ Khaled's posting on Instagram, just follow DD uh, and you, you'll get every post. Um, <laughs> last one I have this week is a band called Dear Youth that I stumbled upon uh, this week at, by accident, but they have an album called Heirloom and a song called Dandelions that is um, for us, you know what, for a song with the name of Dandelions. Uh, it hits pretty damn hard. So I want to put it on the playlist this week. They're from Canada and I don't, I'm, I mean, over the last five to seven years, so much of the best pop punk that's come out has come from Canada. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but there's really great pop punk music coming out of that country. And, uh, this is another one. So dear youth dandelions, we'll toss it on the playlist this week. Excellent. I like that. Um, speaking of pop punk, I'm going to try to squeeze these two into one uh, because I can't not put them on the playlist because they're that good. Willow. Yes, Willow Smith. Yeah. Willow and Travis Barker. Yes, Willow Smith and Travis Barker. I'll say it one more time. Released a song called Transparent Soul. And what the hell, whatever is happening here, I don't care because I love it. This is unbelievable to see her go to this pop punk style. It's serious, like old school with the new school pop punk in there. Uh, it, it gives me kind of some, depending on where in the song, some Paramore and Haley Williams-ish vibes. It really does. It gives me that based on this sound, uh, really digging this sound from Willow. So Willow and Travis Barker, Transparent Soul, unbelievable. Uh, in that same vein, Machine Gun Kelly keeps doing it over and over again. Released a song called Love Race with uh, Kellen Quinn from Sleeping With Sirens. Still getting that new school uh, pop punk sound that you are from Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, these two have actually collaborated before, but never in this style of music. And this one's absolutely amazing. And just to cap it off, I'm going to hijack this for just another minute here. And I promise I'm done because I can't not talk about this. Yes, we had new Billy Irish this week. And it's amazing and really good. Excited for that. But we had new albums from Royal Blood, Typhoons. The album is amazing. Check out Oblivion. We had a new album from Amy Shark, who I love. My girl, Amy Shark, called Cry Forever. Check out Worst Day of My Life off of that album. We had an album from Coin called Rainbow Mixtape. If you like that indie pop, check out Coin. We had an album from literally my favorite new band, Glades. I've put them on a couple of times here already. They came out with their full-length album called Planetarium. I am obsessed with this band. Uh, check out Too Far Gone in Enemy, our new ones off of that album. And last one that I'll say, Didi, you mentioned at the top of the show, Girl in Red. This is the first. Here we are, Cinco de Mayo. Happy birthday, Sleezus, by the way. Cinco de Sleezus. Here we are in the first week of May, and we have our first legitimate album of the year contender. I truly believe that even before Taylor gave that shout out for If I Could Make It Go Quiet from Girl in Red is an incredible album from top to finish. Body and Mind, Rue, I'll Call You Mine. I am in love with this album. I can't stop listening to that and everything else. It's an amazing week for music. This playlist is going to be straight fire. Dan, Dan threw 72 artists out there and Didi focused on one. Like <laughs> I was hoping he would take one of them because I thought there'd be something. Then he said, I'm going all Khaled. I'm like, all well, Khaled. guess I got to get it all in. <laughs> all Khaled. 
that Willow song's amazing, but I went all Khaled. Uh, I feel like I'm going back to you so far. Freaking uh, listen to Willow and Tyler Cole's uh, album, The Anxiety. It's really good. Uh, gives you a little preview of what she ended up doing with uh, Travis Barker, who that's their neighbors in Calabasas. So rich people getting together, doing <laughs> music. That's really what that is. Um, all right. So my last one is another potential candidate for Song of the Summer. We're going crazy. Her and Migos. And I didn't realize how much I miss Migos until I heard this song. And because <laughs> right. they take over like the last minute of the song. And it's just like, I miss Migos. Like, I need Migos back in my life they were everywhere for so long. And then they just kind of like went off and did their solo stuff like everyone does. And now I'm like, okay, I need Migos back. I need them back. So we going crazy. That is, whew, that is a jam right there. So yes, on the playlist this week, <laughs> <laughs> DJ Khaled, we the best and we're the best podcast. So um, maybe we should just change it to that. We the best, the podcast. Oh, Down? I love that. Yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I will see you guys soon next week for the brunch breakdown. I think I said next week. So yeah, next week. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco to Sleezus. Slaw, if you're listening at the end of this, big shouts to you. We save our good shout outs to the very end. Taylor Swift at the top. Don't care about her. Slaw, very end. <laughs> the podcast. We love you, man. <laughs> Peace.